I'm an Indian prince, bro. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how we do it. And Abhi uh, is what we call a fancy lad. So what is the fancy <laughs> lad drinking? I'm already getting anxiety that I'm going to have to take, like, Zoloft for, mm. right? Because I'm going to be depressed because somebody More else is Zoloft. selling me something. Yeah. This is my goddamn show, Abhi. All right. If you're not focused on building wealth long term, you're failing the game. You got all these other shows where people are flipping and yeah. dipping and diving and sliding. And <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the guy that's wearing the $10,000 suit that's standing in front of a Ferrari that's not his with like a beautiful woman on each arm with like loads of cash. What are you doing? Stop this madness. 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 Welcome to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I'm Ronnell Richards, the creator and your host. You know, everyone listening to this podcast should be focused on wealth building strategies, regardless of the position you are in your career and your life. You need to be focused on the future. What am I putting away? What am I investing in? What am I doing to create wealth for myself and my family? You know, it seems to me that it looks like everyone out there is making a killing at real estate, right? We've got channels that are dedicated to this. They're all flipping houses and seemingly making a killing off of it. But how real is that? Well, I invited Abi Gohar onto my show. And Abi is, he's world renowned for his expertise in investing and in real estate. I wanted to pose that question to him. How real is this? What are some strategies that all of us can employ, all of us can use to build wealth? And we had a lot of fun talking about a whole bunch of other things that you guys will enjoy as well in a way that only business and bourbon can do. So with that said, it's time to get this party started. Why don't you guys go ahead and grab that cup, grab that glass, grab that mug, whatever it is you like to drink out of, pour your beverage in there, sit down, pull up a chair, let's have a little fun and enjoy a little business and bourbon. All right, welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. And I have one of the realest people that I know in here today. Again, as you guys know, I'm at King and Duke here in the heart of Buckhead, the heart of Atlanta, where, um, man, deals are going on around me. I look behind me and there's there's beautiful people always here and they're, they're having great drinks. They're clinking up glasses and having a good time and closing deals. This is what I like to be around. It's a lot of fun, a lot of great energy. So. With that said, look, this guy needs no buildup, and you'll understand why when we get into this. I have invited Mr. Abi Gohar to the podcast today, and he's going to rip it up. I'm telling you right now. We'll see. We'll give it a shot. He's the he's a pro. <laughs> we'll a he's a pro. So you know, Abi hosts like 15 shows, and um, he's he's super all before 4:30 in the morning though. <laughs> For the 4:30 4:30 a.m. Uh, audience, um, right. Abi, welcome to the show. Hey, let's clink it up. Clink it up. Cheers, man. All right. So we always start the show with talking about what it is that we are drinking. And Abby wow. is what we call a fancy lad. So what is the fancy lad drinking? I think the term that you're trying to use, <laughs> Ron L. Richards, is a fancy lad. Yes, fancy lad. I don't really know what that means, really. It's, it's, a, it's a view carré. All right. It's a view carré. Really, if you... If you it's just, it is just one of those super smooth bourbon drinks and i was going to go with my like regular vesper martini mm -hmm. and then i thought about the old shaken not stirred uh, of course you? okay i it, duh and then <laughs> uh, and then i was thinking you yeah, the old-fashioned maybe the manhattan but you know what let's stick with the classics a nice view curry nice 
Well, it's a beautiful drink. Uh, it, it's incredible. And you, and you like try it a little bit. You want to try it? I mean, feel free. It's, it's, uh, it's really, really good. Hell yeah. Don't yeah. ask me twice. It's incredible. I mean, it's so This doesn't translate so great to radio, dude. So I don't know, but no, I, I, I don't know about right. that. Yeah. No, for sure. But it's good. Whoa. Right? Tasty. Yes. Very nice. And I am drinking a Bulvedere R. Is that what I'm doing? Bulvedere? Bulvedere? Bulvedere something? Yeah. Yeah. It's great, though. Yeah. And, the, and the Campari, uh, the bitterness of yes. the Campari on the back mm -hmm. is incredible. Yeah. So we've got a little Campari in there, a yeah. little bourbon in there. Very tasty drink. I'm enjoying it very much. A nice and, mixture. And I want to thank our, our bartender because he's all, I mean, they always. Yeah, they're stellar. They make great. I mean, you, you, you've been here a ton of yes. times, right? Yeah. You talk about you talk about a scratch bar in Buckhead, where the bartenders know what they're doing. They can describe the drinks. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, yeah, they, they they can describe the drinks. I mean, it's it's an it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm, I'm trying to like sit back, but I guess I can't do that really, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Get up on that mic. Hey, All there right. you go. So listen, let's start off by we want to give people a little bit of context. All right, here in Atlanta. You're a freaking superstar, okay? But um, and know. and beyond. I mean, every time I talk to this guy, he's in he's in Bangladesh and China and <laughs> um, uh, I think Juneau, Alaska. I I don't know. He's all over the damn place. Tell the audience what you do. Really, I just sell iced Eskimos. That's really my. That's really the name of the game for me. Um, I'm the host of Think Realty Radio, mm -hmm. and it's if you're interested in real estate investing, you should listen to that show. It's an incredible show. We have amazing guests from around the country, influencers, experts, on how to grow your wealth with real estate. So you want to check that out? Go to thinkrealtyradio.com. I have a morning show here in Atlanta called the Abby Golhar Show on Biz 1190. We talk about how to grow your business, how to succeed in business, how to use the right tech and tools to identify some of the metrics you should be paying attention to when building what I think should be a legacy business. You know, there are a lot of folks that think, well, I'm just going to build for the next five or 10 years. No, no. You should be thinking about how is this company, how is my company that I'm building right now going to stick around for 100 or 150 or 200 years what? after you are dead? So that's a really big key kind of component in my discussions with business owners, entrepreneurs, and of course, investors through and through. So I run a little fund here in Atlanta called Summon and Crown. Mm -hmm. uh, we invest in real estate opportunities, specifically multifamily apartment complexes in the Southeast United States. And we're always looking for great people to work with. So thanks for, thanks for having me on the show. It's going to be fun. You know what, all, what I heard in all of that? A guy that can give me a loan. What's what? <laughs> I mean, you know, I did bring my checkbook here somewhere. Well, I, I do know. have a couple of business plans over here in my backpack. I'm going to hey, pull them out. Maybe we'll we can sit down about. after this and see. Okay, let's right. do it. Let's make it All happen. Right, Thanks you, for the T-shirt, by the way. This is so cool. Isn't it? So no tell, tell the audience. What, yeah, what does it say? N-M-E-P. It says no more entrepreneur porn. Yes. So where did you get the idea for this? What, what does so, that mean? So what, what that is all about is, you know, we are inundated with all of this just bullshit out there, right? And all of these these visuals that romanticize what entrepreneurship is. And oh, so what point. we like to do is really, and that's what the show's all about. We want to bring successful, awesome people in like you. Like when you step on the show, first of all, you, everyone that's on the show and everyone that hops on this mic has had success. We, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about the journey. We want to talk about the struggle. We want to give people a realistic perception of what entrepreneurship and what being a business professional is today. It's not yep. just the fancy cars and the 
three four thousand dollar suits that Abi Gohar is wearing. Right now. I like how you're looking at me. You know, actually sitting down here with a suit on, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, quite I, frankly. See, and, and meanwhile, I'm over here in, in t-shirts. And what? Hold on, Abi. That's, that's what hat am I wearing? Did you did you notice that? I, I didn't. It's not relevant. It's not relevant. Nope. So, guys, little context here. Uh, Mr. Gohar, what I, 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 got, I, got, I got this. What university did you right here. attend? I don't. Right here. What is it? I can't there read it. I, I mean, I, of course you can't. What is it? Of course you can't. I mean, I, it's it's the greatest university in the whole wide world where we don't have to emphasize the in front of it because <laughs> it was naturally part of the name of the university to begin with. Okay. All right. So um, he he hails from the University of Michigan. <laughs> And um, for, for folks that, that follow follow me out there, you know that I am a proud, proud native of the great state of Ohio yeah. and a lover of the, the yeah. that Ohio make any, State that even make any Buckeyes. Sense. That makes no sense. It's, it's, it's the, grammatically speaking. And it's okay to be wrong, too. I mean, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from with well, all this. Well, we're okay. going to have to disagree on that. That's okay. We're allowed to. You, you, you've got a, you're a smart guy. And you've, you've got some great fashion sense, but your, your choices in universities aren't very good. <laughs> you know what I love about this country is that everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. And, and, and some of ours are right. <laughs> all right. So I got a question for you because when we have people come on, I always like to talk about, I, I want to know what your favorite spirit is. And... Um, I, I'm sure yep. it's going to be something that I can barely pronounce because it's so fancy and probably comes from. And I thought well, I was I fancy, mean, but this guy. I'm, I'm, I, I can. I'm known to be a little bougie every now and then. <laughs> so, I'm. So I love bourbon. I love bourbon. That's why we're friends. Yes, and and just uh, and just. Not the schools. Uh, it's the bourbon. Yes, it's it's the bourbon, and it goes well with everything. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite drinks during the summertime is a Vespa Martini. And uh, if, if you don't know a whole lot about that drink, it's, I mean, look up James Bond and Vesper and you'll find out exactly what I mean. It tastes like a crisp Christmas morning in the summertime and it's incredible. It's mm -hmm. such a good drink. But I like the classics. Vesper isn't necessarily a classic. It's a twist on the classic, but like an old fashioned, a Manhattan, a Vucare, these are just clean, great drinks. You know what? I love that. And um, I think that's something for our audience as well to kind of yeah. take note. Because there's, there's a lot of millennials, a lot of younger folks that listen to the Business and Bourbon podcast, that come to the events, um, that watch the web series. And one of the things that I, I like to, to make sure that I'm educating people about is quality. Whether it's quality in their business, quality, there's quality, focus on the quality. So what I appreciate yeah, about right. what you just said, Avi, is that the things that you... The, the, the you that really vibe with you and the things that you really focus on are things that are high quality. Here's the thing about the quality stuff, guys, is it stands the test of time. That's right. Right? Like this like this $4,000 tailored suit that um, Bobby's wearing here next to me, he'll be able to wear this thing 20 years from now and it'll still look dope. I don't know where you getting dope. these numbers. But I will give you an example, right? Like if you go to Zara and you go buy their shoes, right? Like mm -hmm. there'll be $40 shoes on sale versus Allen Edmonds where you're going to pay $350 for a pair. Yes. You go to Allen Edmonds because you're going to have to replace your Zara shoes every three months. Guys, Allen I, Edmonds. I have shoes. You know what I mean? We've got Josh over here kicking it with us today, and he's he's taking a video of today's podcast, and I have shoes that are older than him. 
Like I do, I do. And here, here's the thing about a nice quality pair of shoes. Spend a they, shitload they, of money on them, but yeah. all you do, you just resole them, and That's they're right. good to go. They That's look right. beautiful. Take good care of them, and they they will last a lifetime. That's right. By right. the way, your business in Bourbon event was awesome. Congratulations you, on putting that together. That was Thank great. You. That was over Thank at Saint Cecilia. You got some uh, you got some bourbon tasting. You had a lot of com- you had a lot of folks come out. It was a great show. It was oh, a great I appreciate crowd. that. Yeah. And for those that don't know. We oh, are man, touring. We're, we're worldwide. That's worldwide. Right. So we're touring the U.S. and beyond. Where are you going now? I think next is like Boise, the Idaho next, or something? Well, it depends on what time people... <laughs> Boise. Hey, <laughs> boy, nothing against <laughs> Boise. Look, Boise, I will come to you. <laughs> Boise, if, you, <laughs> if y'all, come, if y'all want to come out to see, to see your boy, I will be in Boise. Yes. But no, our next show, depending on when you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> Because <laughs> right. it could have been the show that was six months ago, or yeah, I don't know. Oh, but yeah, that's a good point. Our next show up is beautiful, picturesque Missoula, Montana, and we're going to shut it down up there. Missoula, Montana. Ma- Missoula has How'd a. How'd you gr- pick Missoula, Montana? You know what? Because Missoula has a great culture up there. They've got huh. that. That's where the University of Montana is. Yeah. They've got. Um, just a great beer and wine culture, and they've yeah. got a lot of entrepreneurs out there, man. A lot of folks that are All just. Right. Um, that I vibe with. And so they said, hey, Ronell, we want you. So I said, You're like, y'all are going to buy enough tickets. And they said, <laughs> they like, let's said, make yes, this happen, of course. Let's go. Yeah. So, so we're going. And it, it's as simple as that. That's and, really neat. And then we're, we, you know, we've got a bunch of other cities. So enough about that and about me. It's back to you because I find... Um, I'm not good at being interviewed, by the way, just so you know. I, I, I do the interviewing the majority of the time, okay? And that's like, why that's, we're, we're like fighting interviewers right here. Like, <laughs> we are. It's so true. It's like, yeah, so I'm interviewing, then you interview me. Then you interview yes. me. We're going back and yes. forth. But this is my goddamn show, Abby. All right, all right, all right. So all right. I've been, I'm going to suck and, it up and, for a little while. Full disclosure, I have done Abby's show, and he is amazing and a fantastic host. And... Um, yeah, he let me um, just gush over my Ohio State Buckeyes, and, and I that remember was awesome. I played I played the Michigan fight you song, did, and, and I, you absolutely hated that. And now I get the Ohio State uh, hat. I thought about doing that to glory. you, but you know yeah, what? No, At I mean, Ohio State, know. we have just a little more class. A little more, huh, just a little bit more class. I think that comes with the word Z. <laughs> All right, so okay. Abby, it's time for some real talk, man. All this right, is what talk. we do. Um, people right. listen to Business and Bourbon because they want real talk with real people. And yep. so, all right, you're a successful guy that wears $10,000 suits. We've established that. Um, <laughs> I don't know you're coming up with stuff. First it was three, it, then it was it four, keeps then it was going 10. Up, bro. <laughs> it keeps going man, up. Man, I kind of like the prices of real estate in Atlanta right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, hey, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on is because you've done really well in 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 the real estate game and um you're known for that and so i wanted to first because a lot of people want to get into real estate you know a lot of folks out there um either want to dabble in it or they wanted to get into it full time Mm -hmm. um at our last uh business and bourbon event which by the way thank you very much for participating in that oh you're welcome thanks um you had some great advice in terms of like the type of markets where you feel there's opportunity and um i think it's something that our audience nationwide worldwide because we're worldwide baby our worldwide audience could uh could benefit from um why don't you share so i I, a lot of boy that's a load Mm. Uh, i mean it is it is so, so let's break it down okay, because break it um, down. you talked about some real basic concepts um, in terms because I think people 
especially when you're in larger markets, you yeah. look at, okay, well, there's this big development going. Let me go try to invest in there. And you For had sure. a strategy about tier two, tier three uh, markets yeah. that I thought was pretty cool. So there are a couple of things. I'll say, first and foremost, you want to figure out the type of investor that you are, your risk personality, um, well, your risk tolerance, your investing personality. These are things that you should identify in the very beginning. Otherwise, you're going to have other people tell you what to invest in. And believe me, these people, most of the time, don't have your best interests at heart. So if you don't feel comfortable with what they're saying, but also want to take advantage of the opportunity, and all of a sudden you're forced into doing something that you don't want to do, you see what I'm, like, I'm already getting anxiety yeah. that I'm going to have to take like Zoloft for, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm going to be depressed because somebody more else is Zoloft. selling me something. Yeah, more, more. Zoloft, exactly. <laughs> so first things first, understand your risk tolerance and understand your investing personality. The second thing, the, uh, the secondary and tertiary markets that I was talking about, whenever your primary markets heat up, you have Atlanta, uh, for example, you got DC. When you think big markets, you, that's a primary market. Chicago, Miami, Dallas, San Francisco, LA, uh, Seattle, these are big markets. And generally with big markets comes, you should think, well, you know, maybe there's a lot of opportunity, but what if that opportunity is saturated with people that are already there, that already have a foothold. Yeah. Where do you go next? Well, you're going to go to a secondary market. Secondary market's a little outside of your primary market. It is a little smaller, probably has 10 to 15 years to catch up to your primary market, but you can buy property at a discount. You can buy property at lower prices. To give you an example of this, in Atlanta, if you wanted to purchase a property in 2013 in Kirkwood, you could do so for $75,000, $80,000. Today, no way. Yeah. No way. I mean, you're looking at the same property for $185,000, $200,000, and that's over a five, six year time frame. Where did the appreciation go, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it has nothing to do with that anymore. So look at markets like Montgomery, Alabama, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. These are markets that still have opportunities where people aren't going to go to necessarily in droves because they're all, they're, they're all sticking and clinging to the big market with the big profit numbers. Do you know that the first, uh, the first price ranges of homes to get really saturated in the flipping world were those that were priced between 600 and on up. Mm -hmm. So 600,000, 700,000, 800,000. Right now, there are major challenges with first time home buyers finding properties under $200,000. Wow. So you, you talk about, if you're looking at a primary market and you're looking at where's the opportunity Tremendous right now? opportunity, yeah. Your first time home buyer between 125 dollars and $200,000, $250,000-ish if you're in Atlanta. If you're in Alabama or Chattanooga, Tennessee, I mean, seventy-five, dollars $90,000. So anyway, you take a look at primary, secondary, tertiary markets, that's how you do it. I love that strategy because I think that, you know, we talk a lot of, on our show about entrepreneur porn, right? And I think that mm. people in, in the real estate world have that same thing, except it's, 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 it's on 10 right now with the real estate porn. You got Property Brothers, you got all these other shows where people are flipping and yeah, dipping man. and diving and sliding and <laughs> make, I mean, my, my, my favorite my favorite is the guy that's wearing the ten thousand dollar suit that's standing in front of a ferrari that's not his with like a beautiful woman on each arm mm -hmm. with like 
just loads of cash. And it's like, what are you doing? No, stop this madness. This is not how real estate investing is. And quite frankly, this is also not what entrepreneurship is. Yeah. Right? So follow your gut, follow your instinct, and you can call BS when you see it on the spot. I think you, you, you use your gut and know that for one, it's the long game. It's the long game. Like, yeah, that's right. Um, the, the fast, quick money. Are there opportunities in this world to make fast, quick money? Sure, they are. But if you're trying to establish wealth, it's never about the, the short-term stuff. It's mm, about yeah. the long-term investment. And I think that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Abby, but in the real estate world, that's kind of where you need to be focused on, right? If you're not focused on building wealth long-term, you're failing the game. I mean, we've been shooting film all day today, and that is the one message I'm constantly echoing. Right? It is the long-term situation that yeah. you got to be paying attention to. It's not enough just to say, I'm going to flip property and flip property and flip property to use real estate as an example. Because what you're doing is you're taking the asset of real estate, you're, you, the single-family house that you're going to flip. During the flipping process, you're putting it on your balance sheet. And then for a profit, you're taking it off your balance sheet. Guess what's not happening? It's not staying on your balance sheet. Mm -hmm. So you're losing the wealth-building game. You're losing the cash flow game. But, oh... You might be thinking, well, hey, I have an extra $30,000 after my flip come in. Well, let me break that down for you. That $30,000 is probably going to take six to eight months to make. If you take $30,000 and divide by six, or if you take $30,000 and divide by eight, you're looking at maybe $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. You can go find a consulting gig, a remote consulting gig, and you can make twice that in less time. Why even flip? There it is. Like, and, that doesn't make any sense. And that thirty grand. Well, that's not all your money. No. No. The government's going to tax oh, you yeah. on that all day. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, your I mean, that's capital gains your right uncle's, there. Your uncle's about to show up. <laughs> say, where's mine? So it doesn't that's really right. work that way. You know, you better reinvest it That's why the long-term thing makes sense. Right? Yes, so if I you agree. are flipping, I'm not opposed to flipping, but what I am saying is if you are flipping, you got your $30,000 margin, pay the taxes, and then take the rest and invest it in a single-family rental or a duplex or a tri or a quad or if you're like an accredited investor, let's talk about possibly investing it into a multifamily deal that you can legitimately say makes sense. So I agree because, you know, I've seen, this is not a new phenomenon, okay guys? It's not new. You're, you're watching the, the all the networks, the, the home, whatever, the yeah. building, I don't watch that shit, but the home <laughs> building network and Vanilla Ice, you're watching Vanilla Ice. I interviewed what him, What the hell the is, that was so I, you funny. may have interviewed was, him, but... Like and he's and I'm sure he's it. legit like so and he's funny. legit in that world, but we're taking advice from Vanilla Ice. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, I yeah. get it. Like he's a, this he, is his he's established, done his thing, whatever. Right. But like, that's Ice Ice baby. That's hilarious to me. That's all that said. <laughs> I think that um, you know this this is nothing new. This has that's been right. going on for forever. And you know when I was a kid, my parents were in real estate as well, and they flipped some houses and all that sort of thing. But what, one thing I learned about that is that yeah, you really have to take that money and make it work for you. I think yeah. people that are looking that at, at that as a means of hey, a quick come up that they can spend something spend that money on something else. I think Lose is a flawed game. strategy. Like. Yep. You go ahead if you've got an opportunity to flip something, flip the hell out of it. Take that money and put it in something that's going to make you more money, so that you're building wealth, right? I mistakenly said something. I think last, I think the last time, uh, Josh, we were filming, and it's money while you sleep. Sleeping while you money. Josh doesn't have a mic, Abby. You're a professional. What are you doing? Sleeping while, sleeping while you money. So what's 
I thought about that. Sleeping while you money. Only because he, he, he would know and I forgot. Sleeping while you money. Isn't that a very interesting concept? Uh, do tell. So if you, let's say you flip property, right? Like staying on that same thought process. If you buy property for 100, you renovate it for 50, you sell it for 200,000. Your margin there is two, your margin there is $50,000. Post taxes, you're looking at what? 35 grand, right? You want to money while you sleep. You want to make money while you're sleeping. And at the end of Good the point. day, yeah. if I am investing this post-tax capital gains that I have, right? From this flipping operation that I got going on here in the ATL or wherever it might be. And now buying a single family rental that's going to give me $300 a month, $400 a month if I'm managing it well in my pocket and I don't have to pay for it. And if I can do that 10 times over, let's just take a conservative approach. Let's say I make $250 a month off of each rental that I own and over the next 10 years, I'm buying one rental a year. That's 10 rentals times $200 per rental. That's $2,000 a month in income that I no longer have to work for. Mm. And that's over a 10 year time frame. If you want to be aggressive, Ron L, I mean, geez, come on. Let's rock and roll. I mean, I guarantee if you commit your mind to something, you'll make it happen, right? You yep. can go more than 10, a, uh, 10 over a 10 year time frame. Why not? Yeah. So next question. I ask Abby, what scares him? And Abby says, poisonous snakes. <laughs> and then I realized it was a business question. <laughs> he says, poisonous snakes. Abby, like, listen, this is business this is, and this bourbon. Is, this is what I thought. Is, I mean, I was this is not the Atlanta Zoo that. Chronicles. Like, where, uh, so, so, okay, listen, um, okay. We, we know that. Uh, hey, you're a successful guy. You've had success. Okay, that's cool. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. I want to know, like, let's talk about something that was a challenge for you, something that was a struggle for you, something that, you know, and all of the thing about real estate or any business is that while you have great wins, um, you have to fail. And, right. and which is another thing that I respect about you, you know, and you, if I believe you said that the advice you'd give to your, your younger self is that you wanted to fail more. That's right. Fail faster. Yep. Right? Fail Speak often, to that. fail fast, fail now. 100%. Speak to that. First of all, yep. give the audience some real dope, man. Yeah. So one thing that I am scared about outside of the poisonous snakes thing, which I am terrified of poisonous snakes, I will say that... Who isn't? The, <laughs> That's like, I, it's kind of a really obvious kind of it's very obvious. response, I guess. No, I love anacondas. <laughs> I, love, I love diamond bag. Rattlers. <laughs> I don't know all the uh, some snake poisonous names, frogs too. I'm I think scared something of like snakes. that. Yeah, no, I all poisonous or not, they scare the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that stuff either. Um, so look at that. We have more in common than just the hatred for each other's teams. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll say this: my my biggest fear, what keeps me up at night, is that millennials and Gen is it Gen Z? That's after that's younger than us. Yes, Gen Z. Gen Z. We are not aggressive enough in building wealth for the future. We take a look at Social Security, right? Social Security is the foundation of this country. Do I think it's going to go anywhere? Do I think that they'll make the necessary adjustments to have it be there when I retire? Sure. Will it be there in the same format? No. Should I expect it to be there when I retire? No. By 2033, Social Security needs to be cut by 23%. Let's rethink that for a second. That means there are millions of people 
that will not get their benefits here. And every year for the what next... What does that mean to you? That means nothing to me. But what it means is for every millennial that's listening to this, for every parent of the millennials that's listening to this, for anybody listening to this, you have to take charge of your own financial situation. Because nobody, the government's not going to help you. It's not that they don't care. It's that they're not you. Right? You're not going to take care of... Nobody else is going to take care of your stuff as well as you can take care of your own stuff. So what should millennials and Gen Z be doing? Two things. Number one, save up for a rainy day fund. You need that. You need a rainy day fund. And that's going to be your monthly expenses times six months. If there's one thing Susie Orman and I have in common, we believe in a rainy day emergency fund that we can always tap into if we need to. Number two, if, you are, if you've just graduated and you've started a new job, take a big chunk, not a small chunk, a large chunk. I'm talking 40, 50, 60% of your pay check and invest it. Okay. That, that sounds all well and nice, mm-hmm. Avi. I mean, yeah, but let's let's get down to some some realistic things that people can do. Like because, you know, I think that the really really smart people that are in tune with finances and don't care about a lot of other shit, they're going to do that sort of thing, right? Sure. But the the majority of our audience is not. You know that, I know that, right? Yeah. We've got um, we got inst- we got to keep up with Kylie Jenner. What is Kylie Jenner doing? What is uh <laughs> what what are all the other celebrities and people that we're following on Instagram daily what are they doing what kind of cars are they driving like this is the reality of our of our lives so there's a lot of distractions so I feel like that the expectation of that much of someone's income I just don't think the vast majority of people are going to do that so what should they be doing at a minimum let's let's give them some strategies that they can at a minimum implement that are going to help them to start down that road so i would say you need to get there right you you have to get there because income is your biggest wealth driver the more that you have to invest the quicker you're going to get to whatever figure it is that you want that's number one number two if your company offers a 401k invest in it make that match happen number three if you have a Roth IRA, if you, have, if you would like to start a Roth IRA or have already done so, congratulations. If you haven't started a Roth IRA, do it. Every year, you can invest $6,000. What's a Roth IRA? What? What is a Roth? I'm joking because I, I, I listen. This is, there you go. This there, is, there you we got to take this down to a very basic level because yeah, that's right. I, this whole business and bourbon thing is about educating the tribe, man. There you go. And it. so, you know, some things that we you know with all of our experience take as second nature they just don't know for sure what is that so it's one of the fundamental basis for wealth building a Roth IRA is very simply put a vehicle that you can use to invest after tax dollars so you've already paid taxes on the money that you're putting into this account think of it as like your bank account but it's not your bank account but think about it like a bank account for a second If you invest $6,000 every single year into your bank account and your bank account, say over time, over a 10 year period, grows, and now by the time you reach retirement, you want to withdraw what's in your bank account. All of that money, 100% of that money is tax-free. You have tax-free growth. As opposed to your other options like 401k, which are- An absolutely taxable, it's, it's a taxable event. It's a taxable 
investment vehicle. I'm not saying don't invest in 401k. I mean, heck, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have a solo 401k or some type of SEP IRA, uh, SEP IRA plan, I mean, get it. That's a great point. So as the entrepreneur guy, um, so that's something that I set up 15, 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. Um, when that's I right. was introduced to it, a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there, especially like one-man shops, don't realize that there are vehicles that you can take take advantage of as an entrepreneur, 401k that you can take advantage of as an entrepreneur. And um, I would suggest to do that. And, and my advice to tag on to what Abby is saying is, I got some great advice many, many years ago when I first started. And after a couple of years of being in, in business and entrepreneurship and not seeing a goddamn thing, not seeing anything come through, you know, you, you, you get two years in there and you're like, oh my God, what do I have to show for this? Yeah, and I got right. some great advice. And that advice was, hey, look, every week, take 25 bucks out. 25 bucks. And I started to do that. And that 25 bucks. So, so it's, it's not always that the dollar amount, but it's the fact that I had something to show six months later, one year later. And then those, those numbers just kept increasing to yeah. when, you know, by the time I was eight years in business, what you're talking about, I was literally putting most of my, my compensation into investment vehicles, right? Yeah. Because I had built it to that point. But entrepreneurs, what I want you guys to know is that we can all spare something and we may, we may feel like we can't, oh, but, but we, can. we can. So oh, whether yeah. it's that 25 bucks, that 50 bucks just automatically comes out of your account and goes into something else, do that. Because one of the things that we need, I mean, it's, it's a lot of what we do in entrepreneurship is a mental game, right? It's a mental game. This is a way that down the road, six months, a year, we have something to show for our efforts and it's 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 something that gives us just that little bit of mental edge to yep. to keep going and keep plugging away and then as your business gets more successful you just start plugging more money in there until you've got something really nice i mean at the end of the day what's the objective of all of this right the objective isn't just to buy a whole lot of stuff and it's not sit on stuff Shit. no Damn. no 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 it's 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 about creating that impact for the people that you love for your family for your kids for your wife for your uh. daughter for your husband for your significant other. I thought other. it was the Lambo with the um, the mirrorized paint. Like for me, that I don't know. <laughs> like that matte jet black finish. The, ma the matte right? jet black with, with, um, the, with the cherry McLaren. bombs and the stuff and yes. the whatever. Oh, and the, families. Oh, what? Gosh, screw that. And at the end of the okay, so <laughs> if you actually drove one of those things, it like the maintenance on that yeah. will just burn Which a one? hole in your pocket. Anyone, anyone, it doesn't True. Even matter. Okay, guys. Right. Um, full disclosure. Matter. Um, three Maseratis I've had here before they were like the thing to do. Right. Before rappers started making songs about them, and, um, <laughs> and then everyone had that's to so true. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that's what people don't don't think about. So there's someone yeah. out there that's listening to this, and they're like, "Oh my God, I just saw a Maserati. I'm gonna get that. That's a good deal in the the pre-owned market." What you don't what you don't know is that the maintenance is a Bitch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, that and, and and gas, insurance. Yes. I mean, just your basic stuff. It's just not worth it. Absolutely. And you talk, you talk well, to many billionaires know, and, and folks that have exited. You a little bit. You know, I mean, I, I'm you get sure floss, you did. floss a little bit. Right, for like an I'm hour. I'm overflossing, though. Have you driven through traffic in Atlanta? Of course I know. you have. I'm oh fearful God. of my life. I hate driving in Atlanta. I don't even drive in Atlanta. I don't even have a car. I can so, run on Uber every single day. Oh, what? Yeah. Do you not have, have a car? I have not owned a car in Atlanta since 2008. 
I love this guy. Yeah. No, okay, I can't listen. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No. I have to make like a left turn. <laughs> Who does that? And everything like no way. Like I would much rather sit in the back of my back of my Uber, chill out, like read an email or be on the phone or yeah. do something, and have somebody else chauffeur me to where I need to go. You 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 brought New York to Atlanta. I love it. I'm an Indian prince, bro. Yeah. Right. Like that's how we do it up there. Like that's just <laughs> we have drivers. We've got all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this is your <laughs> this is your way of getting your own this personal is, driver, gonna, right? Yeah. Do you have an Uber guy on like speed dial, like your guy? I, I'm working up to that actually. Okay. I want to get like a car and a proper dude or gal. I'm kind, I'm like, kind of I, a I lift guy. I, I mean, I'm kind of a lift guy. So very recently, I am a little annoyed with Lyft because they're making me wait like 15 minutes in the morning that I don't have. Uber is there in four minutes, so I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll pay the premium. Let's do it. Yeah. I but then I'll keep switching that. back and forth. I don't really have a loyalty. No loyalties, huh? No, not, not there. Uber, get to work. Hey, there you go. That's what I'm saying. You know, loyalties, that's not good. <laughs> that's right. All right, so, question. Answer. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting back to your advice to your younger self. Okay. Yours was fail faster. Talk to me about that. What does that mean? So, if you're making mistakes as a kid, you want to keep making those mistakes. But you also want to learn from your mistakes. It's hard sometimes to repeat the same mistake or to not repeat the same mistake a couple of times. But even if you do, if you average it out, you're making mistakes and you're learning from them. I wish I'd done more of that. Mm. Not when I was a kid, because as kids, we don't really like see that. But when I was in my teenage years building my first company, and then when I went to college, I wish I networked more failed there. I I'm sorry. I, Rewind. What did you say in your teen years? What are you, Doogie Howser? What are you like? <laughs> I got Doogie. No, so you, do, do you, do you I was remember, in the teenage years building my first business. Um, you just kind of just yeah, skipped kinda over, over that. that. Yeah. I, I was hoping we could talk about that at some point. So let me finish this. So okay. I would say if you're a new business, this doesn't necessarily only apply to those folks that are young in age now, but it also applies to those that are young in business. You don't know what works until you know what doesn't work. Yeah. So try True. stuff that's not, like try stuff that's going to make you angry, upset, mad, frustrated, because then you know at least you're breaking a system and you can do something about that. Mm -hmm. If you have way too much success in the beginning and then you start failing, you don't really necessarily know how to deal with failure. And that's a very hard, very difficult concept to grasp if all you've seen your entire life was success. So when I was a kid, uh, this was in the ninth grade, you remember when like, computers were like this big you got gateway and dell and all these like different mac computers we went around we we're like a pre um what are they called pre-geek squad yeah so here i was as a kid in the 9th 10th 11th and 12th grade with my childhood friend matthew carroll we started a company called max technologies mm -hmm. m for matthew a for abby x for x factor technologies max technologies <laughs> and we used to knock on doors yeah in our neighborhood and sell these just like computer repair services whether it's replacing hardware, we used to make runs. We used to really, like, we were young, we couldn't drive. Yeah. So mom and dad used to drive us to the, uh, to the computer parts store. We used to pick up parts and bring them back. It was, all, it was hilarious. We had this entire thing going. And we also used to repair uh, software issues. Back then, it was like Windows 3.1, 95, 98, SE, ME, NT, all that stuff, right? You remember these things. Yes. And we got so good at it to where we're like, hey, you know what? We need to expand our marketing efforts. Let's put flyers 
in mailboxes and they come to find out later that's illegal like don't do that if that's your primary method of marketing you're not allowed to it's put, illegal but it is. You I mean, know, you know, you're they're not really enforcing that exactly you know. i mean i got myself some street cred by doing that i'm totally kidding and not going to jail <laughs> doesn't that really kind of count so we had we had built up the marketing and back then i learned how to deal with customers how to face rejection when the door slammed in my face i had some clients that weren't happy with the services that we provided and I had to make it right. Mm -hmm. So we did this over and 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 there were times, man, like we were charging $25 an hour in 1999, raking it in my little neighborhood of Portage, Michigan, where the census data, if you look at Texas shout Township. Shout out to Portage. Yeah, shout out to Portage, Michigan. Um, and if you look at the census data, the population census data of Texas Township, where I lived in the 90s, there were like 25 or 30,000 people that lived in my township that entire decade. Mm -hmm. If I can make it work in a small town of nowhere land in a time before technology, at $25 an hour in the ninth grade, I don't even know how old I was in the ninth grade. What is that? That's so like 20 years? 14. 14, yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. 20 years. Yeah, at 14. I have a 10th grader, so I know. Uh, so there you go. You can do the math a lot quicker than I can. <laughs> I mean, and you went to the Ohio State. Well, the yeah. Ohio State is known for. Matter of fact, it is Ohio, actually one so of your. Um, you grew the, up in uh, Michigan too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm through and through Lions fan, Ooh. which is very disappointing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, a lot I'd of rather... disappointing. You know, what? I love. For the record, I love Michigan. I love Detroit. I love you folks. You guys are awesome. Just anyone that, you know. I mean, goes, hey, actually, I, I, to be I, honest I, with I you, I mean, you know, so if we're being honest, are. What I'd, what this I'd is real talk. Do, what I'd People love to do is create like talk. this little bubble and place it over the city of Columbus. And then there's going to be like folks, there, there'll be a lot of flatulence. And then <laughs> folks will just like get a natural high oh my from God. their own. Like, isn't that that? And then like <sighs> you'll have to pay for ventilation services. You know, here's the That would thing. be very interesting, except also really kind of awkward and twisted. Rings. Rings. That's it. I, I, I don't wear rings. Yep. I'm not a jewelry and guy. No one from Michigan wears rings. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Tom Brady does. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, you, you win on that There one. you go. <laughs> I love that story about childhood um, ambition and entrepreneurship. And, and that's, that's something I like to talk about. I like to talk about that a lot yeah. with, with parents and people that are influencers of kids, like encourage kids to go out there and do things. Like, and make mistakes fail. Like there was a time when my yeah. dad was yelling at me because I had so many people. So I, I did something, admittedly, I did something incorrectly. I didn't set up a business phone number. I just gave everybody my mom's How house number. How the hell number. are you going to set up a business phone number at 14? I, like I, that is your business exactly. phone number. So my house line, right? And yeah. we didn't have cell phones. We had corded phones. Yes. So I was at school missing client calls during the day. And my mom and dad, they, they used to. They used 14. To, That's funny. And they used to take <laughs> down all these messages. My dad used to go to work. Yeah. My mom's like, here, you have a list of 45 people that called today. She's are like, you serious? are you going to call them? after soccer practice, before homework, or after homework, during soccer, like, when are you gonna do this? I'm like, I don't know, it's probably gonna be like tomorrow. And she's like, you started a business, you see it through. And I kept getting this earful from my parents, and I'm like, okay, I have to manage this somehow. And there you go, time management, client management, customer relationship management, all that stuff. All right, so you were like a Doogie, the Doogie Hauser of the, computers. The Doogie. Of, uh, 
<laughs> the Geek Squad computing. <laughs> the okay. Geek, the right, Geek so. Squad computing Doogie Hauser. So twenty years later on the business and bourbon keeping things. That's awesome it. And keeping sexy it real. So podcast. let's let's keep it real. So we want to know, like, what what was your biggest challenge? What you fell at, dude? Because you didn't win at everything. You didn't win it at Abby. So I was. A you really, didn't win at everything. What was, did you fail at? I was a really fat first grader. Oh my! Did you go back to first grade? Yes. <laughs> no, I failed a lot. Okay, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, so I, let's I talk a lot. about it because everyone out so there, I, they're failing too. The, fair enough. I'm so failing. I, I, I'm I, failing I, this interview. God damn it! No, He's you are. No, you're okay, great. I'm no, I'm killing this shit. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, yeah, naturally, of course. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm Ron L. Richards. Yes. No, this is. I wouldn't expect anything otherwise. Ca- kind of what I do on a yes. daily basis. That's the deal. Yeah. All, All right. right, radio. We got double radio voice going <laughs> on do. here, don't we? we radio do. voice. <laughs> we should do VOs together. We should do voiceovers together. I'll I'll, I'll do your voice. And you can do my voice, and we'll totally Let's just like right now. All right, do it. Go. Do it. Go. Um, I'll be Gohar here, and I have just amazing suits, and I am so cool, and I've got cool glasses and great hair too, and Michigan sucks. It's actually no. kind of true, <laughs> except it's the underwear, not the socks. It's a little little M where it counts. Uh, that's funny. So, no, first grade. Yeah. First grade. I was a fat first grader, and I had all this energy, but I couldn't, like, get it out. And so my first grade teacher had a sit-down with my dad and said, we got to change this stuff. And I love playing soccer. Like, I love playing soccer, but I, I didn't have, like, the eye-hand coordination, the eye-foot coordination, which was always required. And so we worked at it every single day. There, the, the, the story is important because this wasn't just an overnight transformation for me to going to being a really good, in my kind of league, soccer player when I was a kid. It took time. It took energy. It took a lot of crying. It took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It took a lot of uh, just muscle aches and body pains and hours and hours and hours of practice uh, between the corner kicks and the free throw. I mean, it took time. The one lesson that I, that I learned there was... If I don't keep doing this, if I don't keep practicing, I'm never going to be better at it. So fast forward to my days in Michigan, I was investing in real estate in inner city Detroit while also doing a full load of, uh, of classes at Michigan Engineering. I got the money to put down on these properties, wholesaling real estate and wholesaling cars. And for those of you listening, if you want to... Were those legal cars? Just, oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. gotta ask. Then, it's Detroit. I mean, yeah. so he, for those listening that guys, want a little Detroit. that want a little tip, you can find cars on Craigslist, and uh, you can put them under contract and sell them on eBay. As long as you do all the right disclosures and stuff, you can make a pretty sizable margin. So I used to do this with like '67 Ford Mustang GT Fastbacks, two plus two with a two eight nine four barrel V eight engine on the complete VIN decoder. I can tell you exactly Didn't where each car. Dude, I did not see that I mean, coming. I, I can tell you. Anything about a 66, 67, 68, 69 Ford Mustang that you want. Same thing with a 63 uh, Chevy Corvette, Plymouth Cudas, Camaros, anything. Like the hideaway headlights and the RSSS and the differences between the RS and the SS and the RS slash SS and all that stuff. I'll be the the radio guy literally just lost half of our audience right with (laughs) that. If you weren't born in the 60s, you're not going to get it. Okay. But essentially, I went to Craigslist, found stuff, sold it on eBay made money. Using that money, I purchased investment property in inner city Detroit. One of the challenges that I had though was I didn't know how to work with contractors and I didn't understand how to run teams. 
And I was lying to myself that everything was being done properly, that everything was okay. I saw a scope of work and I just signed off on it, not thinking twice. Mm. So that got me into trouble, right? Now all of a sudden I'm losing money on a house and I had to wholesale it to another investor. But there was a point in time that I remember distinctly that jarred me to the core. I had finished some classes in Ann Arbor and I got a call from my contractor and he said, hey man, I've left a shop vac for you in your property, we're renovating it, you need to go to your property now. And I'm like, bro, I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm just finishing up class, it's like eight o'clock in the evening and it just started snowing in Ann Arbor. He's like, it doesn't matter, I gotta go pick up my kids, see ya. I'm like, all right, so he ditched. I jump in my like 92 Honda Civic DX. This was, Ooh, this was DX, a car, nice. yeah. Nice. It, it, but it was a car with ball tires, it was like this crappy old, I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. I drove to Detroit, by the time I get there, it's like a full-on blizzard. I can't even see the house, right? I pull into the driveway. I think I hit the mailbox on the way in. And I open the front door, and I hear running water. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, now I know what the shop vac's for. But we're, we're doing this live, and, and you've met me in person a couple of times. I mean, I'm five foot five and 120 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, like I, I don't do physical hard labor, right? Like, I'm totally your white-collar worker, right? <laughs> like, I don't do any hard work. Yeah. And so... Lifting a sledgehammer, not doing it. I'm certainly sure as heck not like moving water out of this property. So I do what I do best. I start knocking on doors in inner city Detroit at like 10 o'clock at night. And I have the hardest time trying to find somebody to help me out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure there was I like a... You had, probably had a harder time not getting shot. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I, I heard like a, a couple times. I'm like, oh, great. Right? Like this is not cool. So... And, and I'm I adding, like, humor and color to the situation, but it was I'm not. I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> it was, yeah. like, a totally oh-crap moment. And so, finally, I find a neighbor super kind enough to help me out. But we walk down to, um, I, I walk down first uh, to the basement, and I'm, like, neck deep in water. And it's just flooding. Just the water's rising little by little. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. So, we try to move as much water out of the basement as we can. It doesn't work. He goes home at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and... I go upstairs to the second floor because I remember heat rises, right? I have no bed, no mattress, no pillow, nothing. And I curl up with my good buddy, Jack Daniels, Mm -hmm. and I make it through the night. And I wake up the next morning. I mean, in that moment, I was lost. I was alone. I was losing. I was a failure. I couldn't tell mom and dad what I was doing. None of my peers would pay attention. My brother was looking at me like, what the heck are you doing? My grades were being affected. It was a really, really, really tough time. Yeah. I was so backed in the corner, but then I realized, you know what? It's okay. Because it can only go up from here. Mm. And I wasn't going to give up on this. I, I, I had no idea, right? Like, But I knew one thing. I was never going to give up on this dream of being a businessman, whatever that meant. Being an investor, whatever that meant. And being successful, whatever that meant. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, wait a minute. If I'm saying whatever this means in the moment... I haven't defined what success meant to me at all. You know what you what you didn't say in all that? You didn't mention money. And I think that's profound. Yeah. Because your your drive has to be beyond that. It has to be bigger than that. Um, if it's bigger than that and it's beyond that, the money will come with it. I mean, totally. Yeah. Yeah, if if your sole focus is money, if that's what it, Every day you're hustling for the dollar or you're hustling for the gram Always be or hustling. whatever. I mean, but if, if your focus is only money, 
you're losing out on this entire thing we call life. There are a lot of folks that say time is money. I think that's an insult to time. That is such a slap in the so. face to time. Because time is so much more than money. So much more than money. Like if money doesn't matter in comparison to the small precious moments that I will spend with my kids, True. right? Or I spend with my wife or my family or my brother or my friends that I love and care about. Or this moment right here that you and I have. Oh my god. Right? Like it's this this transcends you like the sober. millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that you know you make in an hour. Right? No. Like I it's no it's it just, doesn't. It's just the, if it's someone just, wants to the, give me millions of dollars come on, Avi. <laughs> Listen, you superficial you're, you're, <laughs> nerd. You're a great guy and whatever. I'm enjoying this, but damn. Someone comes and shows up, hey Ryan, I want to give you a hundred thousand dollars for the next five minutes. <laughs> you're, you're like, Peace out. <laughs> Peace, Avi. Hey, you can take over my podcast. <laughs> you can take over all this equipment. Josh is here. Josh is gonna sit in for me. <laughs> right. Actually, so, he's a pretty good interviewer too. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. We'll tag team it. That's not a problem. So Check this out. There's someone that's out there listening right now, and they're working the corporate job, um, yep. or they're you know they they're an entrepreneur. They got a little bit of extra cash, and they're like, "Man, um, I want to start building for my future," and yep. they want to invest. Like, let's leave those folks with some sound, reasonable investment strategy that they can make today, not next week. Yep. Not tomorrow. Today. What can they do today that will start that domino effect? Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, it starts with the small things. You start something small and then you build upon that. Yep. What you got for them? Drop a gem on them. So you're an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. You're somebody listening to this. And I'll address that question in a second. And if you have a little bit of capital, now is not the time to, come to, to become complacent. It's a great economy. It's a great time to invest. Look at your secondary tertiary markets. That's all I'm going to say. You got questions for me. Um, I'm sure we'll do contact information in a second. If you're working for somebody, here's your game plan. Hold your head high. Hold your chin up. Know that you're doing everything in your power to take that next step and that you will do everything in your power to take that next step. It is who you are and it is the future that you are stepping into already. Don't let any buddy else more specifically don't let anybody else tell you otherwise look at yourself in the mirror every single day and tell yourself i am powerful beyond measure i am a beautiful person i am a wealthy person i love people i am loved by people and that is how i'm going to start and end my day hold your chin high because you've committed to a lifetime of change you're committed in the moment to changing who you are being so congratulations we talk about psychology being 90 percent of what you got to do to get there and execution being 10%, that's what you need. So you're already there. Now you just got to make it happen a little bit. The next step that you do is you start saving for your rainy day fund. That's going to be three to six months times your monthly expenses. Once you have that covered, your 401k, your solo 401k, your SEP IRA, your Roth IRA, your traditional IRA. Look at some of these more traditional investing strategies that make sense and confide in them. Seek counsel of a financial advisor. Ronnell and I are on the show are talking about some strategies that are good for some people, but they're also not necessarily good for you if you haven't figured out what you want to do in life yet from an investing bucket, from an investing perspective. So make sure that you seek the right counsel to figure out your risk tolerance, your investing personality. And most importantly, you want to consider real estate investing in your near future. 
Here's why. The real estate asset class gives you five things that no other asset class gives you. It can give you income. If done properly, it can give you income, depreciation, equity, appreciation, and leverage. Now, we don't have time to go into all of those things right now. And maybe Ronell will have me back on the show if, if, uh, if y'all give him some awesome raving reviews. But <laughs> I'll say this. Consider real estate. Take the small steps. And most importantly, believe in yourself. Because that's what it's going to take to beat some of the challenges that you don't even know that are coming. 100. All right. Abby, that was fire. Tell people where they can find you. Super easy. Go to abigolhard.com. That's A-B-H-I-G-O-L-H-A-R.com. And I recently found out I'm like Google autofill famous. So I don't really know if it's a thing yet. But if you go to like <laughs> Google and you type in, if you start typing in A-B-H-I, it'll automatically fill my last name. Uh-huh. You can do that too and just hit enter and you can get in touch with me. I'm on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, and we'll even have snippets of this on the gram too. You can follow me anywhere online at Abby On Goldhart. the gram. On okay. the gram. All right. Listen, guys. Hey, Abby, way to set it off. Um, you know where to find him. That's it. With that, boom, we out. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great network as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon Live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. 